Welcome to the Lifestyle Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Maddock, but you can call me Brie. I am a mum, unofficial wife, pre and postnatal specialist, and women's lifestyle coach. Around here, we like to keep things simple, easy, and balanced. In 2021, I gave birth to my first child and have been on a mission to continue looking after myself and to not lose sight of what makes me, me. But most importantly, so I can keep feeling so damn good about myself and my life. And you know what? I'm here to help you to do the same because you are worth looking after yourself too. So are you ready to bring more balance into your life? Because in my world, we find your version of balance and actually get you living it. So pull up a chair and let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Breakdown podcast. Um, I'm excited to have you here today. Today I'm going to be talking to, to you about five things that I did not do in order to get me back to feeling like my pre-baby self. Now, the reason I want to talk to you guys about this, I want to, I want to talk more about this and hopefully just inspire you to make some mindset shifts for yourself coming into motherhood or you might be already into motherhood but it might just help you to make a few shifts within yourself for in order for you to start to put yourself a little bit higher on your priority list because we all know coming into motherhood like I knew I knew what motherhood was going to be like like you know I had a pretty good idea um you know I, I I didn't come into motherhood like not knowing fully like had no idea like I had an idea so I really came into motherhood with a mindset of I don't want to lose who I who I am so with that I really had made sure that I was doing what I can in order to make myself feel good, in order to keep the things that I want to keep a priority in my life. And I've got five things that I'm going to let you know today what I did not do. Okay. So first things first, number one, I did not let a hard day with Bub stop me from doing something for myself. (laughs) Now we all know what these hard days are like. If you have a baby, you know what these hard days are like, whether it is you are touched out, they are totally grumpy, you just can't make them happy, they just want to be on you and it can be tough like these kinds of days, even like if they're sick, those kinds of days are full on, even if they're sick, those, those kinds of days are full on. So, (laughs) so I was like, mind blank. So those kinds of days are really full on. And I find that like, you know, you, you begin to get like short tempered, um, your patience wears thin and you become to get a big, you begin to get a bit emotional as well because it's just, it gets full on. So it was those times where I really felt like I needed to do, I had, I, I made sure that like this, what I did do, like was made sure I did something for myself, whether that was to get outside to go for a walk. Um, Usually a lot of the time I can do that because Orson really enjoys the pram. I really like forced him, (laughs) really forced him to enjoy our walks um, ever since (laughs) he was like a newborn baby (laughs) because I enjoy my walks. So, um, so even it was to get outside to go for a walk or if it was to ask my partner to take the baby when he got home from work, like to take him, um, (laughs) sweetie yesterday messaged me (laughs) I was literally thinking um 
I would love if Alex could take Orson for an hour this afternoon so I can get some work done. And he messaged me and he's like, do you want me to take the baby to the park? And I was like, yes, I do. Thank you so much. You read my mind. So that was, that was amazing. But for him to take the baby just away, um, it gives me the opportunity to ground myself and to recharge my mum battery. Now, sometimes, you know, there is the, there is sometimes where I can't leave the house or, you know, whatever it is, I, I don't go for a walk. I don't do something physical, whether it is like to do something physical like that or whether it's just to go be alone in a room or whether it's just duck down to the grocery store by myself or maybe get get have a little bath or whatever whatever it is it was to help me ground myself and to recharge so I really hope and I just want to say that like you know these 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 things I'm saying is to help inspire you and hopefully help you to make these mindset shifts for yourself um so that you can start to put yourself a little bit higher on your priority list as well. So number one, if you're having a bad day with bub, I still highly encourage you to do something for yourself to help you to ground yourself and so you can go back into like maybe that stressful situation or like, you know, (laughs) a little bit more together and a little bit more woosard, okay? Number two, I did not let stress and overwhelm consume me to the point where I felt stuck. Okay, so meaning that I wasn't letting everything get on top of me, where I felt like I couldn't do anything, where I was like, it's too hard, I can't do this, I can't do that. I really didn't let these situations get on top of me um, because... Because I wanted to, you know, still be able to show up and still do things. And, you know, for myself, I have always been somebody who can cope with high stress situations, but I did not want to ever feel stuck, like I couldn't do anything. Um, And so what I did do in these situations was I made sure I made I made changes to my daily routine and habits to suit me and to suit awesome better and implemented things for stress management okay so for instance um I do a couple of like guided meditations so I do one in the morning and I do one at night time these are really really great I also love to go outside for a walk like I have my morning I'll go for a morning walk but if awesome is being particularly challenging that day or grumpy um then I will go out for a second walk with him um I also started to brain dump everything and put them into lists so I wasn't trying to sort through it in my head because what I did find is oh my gosh is you're trying to work through all the list of things to do so you're like okay not only are you trying to focus on a baby and 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 think of the things that you need to do for him and all that kind of stuff but it's like then you have to work through like I need to do this um like all the housework and I need to go to the grocery store and I need to um message my clients I need to do this and I need to do that so once I saw I began to help myself that little bit more it really lowered the my stress and it really took away that 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 feeling of overwhelm so I really highly encourage you to start to put in a few practices for stress management and um to begin reducing your overwhelm so uh, this is a really great thing is your morning routine, looking into your morning routine and doing a couple of things in the morning that's going to help you, like I said, ground yourself and 
get yourself set up for the day or for the week, whether that is usually at the beginning of the week, I would do a big brain dump. If there's like a lot of stuff going through my mind, I do a big brain dump. And then each day I start to work through things like what's the highest priority and wait, make my way through it. Okay. So each day setting an intention of what it is you want to complete instead of trying to work through everything all at once, picking one to maximum three things. If you get through all three things, amazing. If you don't, that's okay. You can just have a go at it again the next day. Number three, I did not ever say it's too hard. I refused. This was something really big that I, before I even had Orson, I was like, I, I was not telling myself this story. I wasn't, I was like, I wasn't letting myself have this story in my mind it's too hard because when we start to say it's too hard we've already told ourselves that we're not going to try that we're not going to bother it's like you want to but you want to try and you want to do it but you've already told yourself that it's not going to work because when it's too hard that means why like you know what's the point it's not going to work I'm not going to be able to do it so why even bother So what I did do is I changed my thought to how can I make this work for me? How can I make this work for me? This made me more of a problem solver and an action taker. And it really helped me become a little bit more aware of like when things were getting on top of me and when it needed to get changed, when things needed to start changing so that it did start to um, work better for myself. So if things were feeling a little bit icky, if I was feeling like, oh, like I wasn't getting things done or for instance, if I couldn't get in. Uh, workout or something um, specifically from home um, particularly when Austin started getting a little bit older and he was climbing on me no I don't know I don't think I could really do a workout from home right (laughs) right now I haven't done workouts from home I don't need to because I go to the gym which have a crate so I utilize that Um, but it really made me become aware of when I really did need to reevaluate and put a different plan in place okay especially if I knew it was going to benefit me and make my life easier. So that was really, really important to me. So I highly encourage you to switch that story of what you're telling yourself right now to it's too hard to how can I make this work for me? Because I do understand it is hard. It is challenging. Being a mother has its challenges. But if there is something that is going to benefit you, make life easier, if it's going to make you feel good, then you are going to do what it is you can you're going to try and do your best to make it work for you you are going to do whatever it takes to make it work for you so get the it's too hard out of your vocabulary you can say it's hard it is hard it's hard <laughs> that's not too hard okay because when we put that two in there that's it that's done you're over it you're you're not going to try what's the point So think instead, how can I make this work for me? What number am I up to? Number four, I did not wait for the baby to be sleeping better because who knows how long I could be waiting. (laughs) Now, this is more so like I wasn't trying to wait for the right time. I wasn't going, I wasn't saying to myself, like, you know, I wasn't waiting for, For the perfect time to get started back when I, after like my postpartum, you know, when I was going, coming out of my postpartum journey, um, not coming out of my postpartum journey, sorry, when I was uh, early postpartum, okay. So 
I wasn't waiting for the right time. You know, I knew when my body was ready to get back into my exercise, my movement. I knew when I felt ready. So, um, so I just started. Okay. So what I did do, (laughs) what I did do is I just got started. And like I said, I knew when I felt ready, like my body, I knew when I was ready to get back into it. I was at, at about eight weeks postpartum when I was, I felt ready. So I just started small and I slowly added more. Okay. Now before that I was doing like my walks and stuff, but I mean, I felt ready to get back into doing exercise. So not come the six week clearance mark. I didn't just jump straight back into it then. I wasn't ready then, but come eight weeks, I was ready. I could feel it in my body that I just wanted to, I needed to, and I wanted to move it um, more and start to build my strength on that. So I started small. And I started slowly and I added more. So some days I showed up tired as well. And that's, you know, and that's just how we roll in mum mum life. Okay, you're tired. (laughs) Especially when those first few months um, where they're not sleeping through. I'm pretty sure Orson didn't start sleeping through the night until maybe five or six months old. Um, But I'm very lucky right now. We don't like Orson sleeps all the way through he's a really great sleeper touch wood but I'm very fortunate that we don't have many midnight wake-ups anymore Um, but I do know that in those earlier days and maybe you're just somebody whose baby doesn't sleep as great that you're just tired and it makes it harder to show up when you are tired but you feel better for it now I am just going to give you a quick example of this the other day I think yesterday it was it was yesterday (laughs) Monday I woke up so I've had a snotty nose for about a week from Orson and then I started feeling like I was getting a sore throat on Sunday, um, Sunday afternoon. I felt like maybe my throat was getting a little bit sore. I woke up Monday morning and I always get up at 5 a.m. and I woke up and I was like, oh, like it was hard to open my eyes and I could, my throat wasn't too bad. It really wasn't too bad. I was like, mm. like I thought it was going to be sore. It wasn't really that sore. And I was like, mm. I was like, I should really just stay home and rest I should really just stay home and rest but I decided to get up out of bed and just go about my morning and go about my morning routine um, go for my walk and still go to the gym because because of the feeling it gives me it wasn't for anything else it's because okay well I know that this makes me feel better um doing this and grounding myself in the morning so I did that and then after our walk after Austin and I went for a walk like I was feeling really really good I was feeling good like my throat wasn't even sore anymore and then we got to the gym and I showed up at the gym and I was like and I wanted to still go to the gym and only because you know I get an hour and a half to myself like if you were somebody who was super duper tired, you can still show up to the gym. You don't have to put in like huge effort into your workouts. Now, I thought that I was going to have a really shit workout. I was like, ugh, this isn't going to be fun at all. But it, by, by the time I got to the gym and I warmed up, I was good. I was ready to go. I was actually pumping it out. <laughs> and then I was up to my last ex- two exercises. So my last superset, I had two sets left and I looked at the time and I had five minutes left. And I was like, I don't have time to finish my workout. So my workout got short, cut short. But if I was just to constantly, you know, say I'm too tired to do this, then I wouldn't be able to keep any momentum and consistency with my workouts, basically. Um, even though like I don't have nights 
a lot of wake ups in the middle of the night anymore. You know, you still get uh, like mentally drained as well. But I highly encourage you to, in, especially if you're trying to reestablish habits, like if you're just trying to reestablish your movement after having baby, I highly encourage you to still get up and do what you can because that's going to build the consistency. It's going to build the momentum so that you can continue to show up and it's just going to be easier. It's going to become easier, okay? It's not always going to be easy at the beginning, but it is going to become easier. Number five. Now, this is a big one. I did not do it on my own, okay? So I did not try and do it on my own. What I did do is I hired a dream team and they all played a really vital part in my postpartum recovery and return to training. So you don't particularly need to have a dream team, but I'm going to explain why I had my dream team. Okay. So I had a pelvic floor physio. So this was really important to me. I learned all about pelvic floor physios during my pregnancy. And to be honest, I thought that it was too late for me to go see one when I was probably at about 32 weeks pregnant, maybe. Um, So I didn't think that I had the time. And to be honest, like it was about an eight week wait to go see one. So I waited And then I saw her at eight weeks um, postpartum. So I had my pelvic floor physio and I got all the assessments there so that I could get a really good idea about where my pelvic floor was at because I knew that I wanted to return back to strength training and I wanted to go about it the right way so that I could prevent any kind of prolapse or, or any kind of pelvic floor and core dysfunction. So I really wanted to go about it the right way so that I was setting myself up for success. I hired a PT as well. Now, originally I hired the PT so that I could have like my, a pre and postnatal PT, but the pre and postnatal PTs um, were all booked out. So I went to a different PT and um, I I stayed with her basically. So um, because she wasn't a pre and postnatal PT, that was okay. Um, I was still happy to train with her and I still wanted to train with her because the main thing was, is that I had to start going to the gym in the afternoon. I had to start going to the gym in the afternoon because we weren't putting Orson in the crèche yet. COVID was still around and I didn't want to put him in there yet. It wasn't ready. So I had to start going in the afternoon. So I needed to have a little bit of a motivator to help me get to the gym so I could show up and do that. So I did 30 minutes once a week on a Thursday afternoon so I could get to the gym once during the week. And then I went to the gym um, on a Saturday morning. And then I also would do a at-home workouts as well during the week. I also hired then a pre and postnatal coach as well. So I had um, my pre and postnatal coach who I was specifically working on my core and pelvic floor rehab um, alongside my my pelvic floor physio because, to be honest, the pelvic floor physio gave me the exercises, but I was not doing them. And because they're not a coach, they don't keep – like – they're not in your back pocket to keep you accountable. I knew I needed a little bit extra support to help me do that. So that is why I got a pre and postnatal coach as well. And that is why I hired a dream team. And I highly encourage you to at least have someone in your corner to help encourage you, um, to help guide you and help support you in this postpartum journey. Okay. Because the really great thing about having my coach at the time as well was she was a mom. She could relate. And she was like, yes, I remember that. And she would give me some words of wisdom and advice as well. And it was all really great. So it's somebody that you can also relate to along the journey as well. Now, if you are somebody who is wanting to try and 
get back into the swing of things with your movement, with your workouts, if you are trying to reestablish this habit but you aren't finding that you have um, the motivation or you're not getting the consistency at the moment, I invite you to come join my 30 Days of Movement Challenge. We start on Monday, the 13th of February. It is currently $120 for the investment, but this will be increasing to $179 on Thursday at 12 p.m. This is going to be such an epic, epic um, program. I'm so, so excited for it because this is like no other kind of challenge. Like I'm, I'm really just focusing in on one thing to make this so much easier for you to do because I'm all about easy, <laughs> easiness, simple, simpleness. Simpleness, is that even a word? I am all about just keeping things easy and simple, basically. Okay. So this is going to be a realistic experience for you. Nothing like these other challenges where they make you do a hundred bajillion things at once and run you into the ground. No, I am not about that. I am here to do this for you in a way without you running into the ground. Okay. So my goal for you is to help you to feel more fit, healthy and active, but also so you can feel really good about yourself because you know that you feel better when you are moving your body. You know you feel good about yourself when you are working out and you know that you feel like you are looking after yourself when you are doing more movement and you have that consistency with it, okay? So I would love to – I'm gonna. what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the link for that in the show notes below. So what is included in the 30 Days of Movement, you also get access to a community, a group community broadcast channel inside the app where it is all going to be. Um, And I'm going to be plugging into there daily and weekly with messages and videos. I want to say voice notes, but I don't know if it allows me to do that. But in real time, unfiltered behind the scenes of a stay at home working mum and my brain. Okay, so how I think how I think and how I um, go about these processes of being able to make my movement work in with me and stay consistent with it. It's also going to be a really great place for you to ask any questions and connect with other the other women in the challenge. Um, you'll have access to a workout library. Okay, so this covers at home and gym training, yoga mobility. It is also going to be pregnancy and postpartum friendly as well. So basically, in any season of life, this challenge is for you. So you don't need to be wondering, like, what should you be doing each day? You also will have access to me to ask questions about what would be the best ones for you to do so I can give you recommendations as well. There's also an in-app habit tracker and movement log to keep you accountable. And also for me to determine who the challenge winner is because the winner of the challenge actually gets four weeks of VIP coaching valued at $500 with myself. Um, So (laughs) that is amazing. So we get to go into like a full lifestyle audit for yourself and really, really have a look at what it is that's holding you back from achieving this balance in your life with your health, with your fitness, with your nutrition. You know, what are the struggles? What's stopping you from achieving this balance? And we're going to then put in a little bit of a step-by-step plan and get you working and building momentum up towards that. So that is it for my podcast today. Um, Thank you for listening and please share this to anybody who you feel might benefit from it. Other than that, have a fantastic day.